Wow. Good, good evening. You sound saying good morning, so I'm a little confused right now. So, you guys ready for Christmas? Yeah. The kids are the kids are just just totally dissed you adults. You know, they said yeah, and you guys are like yeah. All right, guys. All right. So last night, Jack said, "Hey, you know, let's. I want to. I want to do some uh, campy songs." And I was like, "What?" can't be songs like Rudolph and Frosty and that kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'll do it. But I'll do it my way, though. I'll do it my style. So all you kids out there, you guys know Rudolph, right? You know all his reindeer's names? Yeah? What's the first one? Dasher. You got to stand up. And Prancer and Vixen. Let's get up. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall? The most famous reindeer of all. What's his name? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Can't hear you. And if you ever saw it, saw it, you would even say it goes like a lightning bolt. All of the other reindeer, reindeer used to laugh and call him Monopoly. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Ho, ho, ho. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, loved him, as they shouted out with me. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. Let's do it one more time, Wayne. What do you think? Yes. The red nose rain. Come on, parents, let's hear you. Had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, saw it, you would even say like a light ball. Like Pinocchio. Rudolph. Like Monopoly. Loved him. Washington, all those other guys. Are like, all right. So I, I think also one of Jack's dreams is to do a little Bruce Springsteen in church. So uh, okay, we're gonna give his uh, his wish tonight. The boss. So I want to know something, Fred. Have you been good this year? Oh, I've been good, Jack. What about you, Wayne? Oh yeah. Nicole? No sir. All right, oh, Becky. Man. Becky? I'm a team. Jill? I've been good. And we know Tommy has not. No, no, no. What do you want, Jack? What do you want? You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not bow I'm telling you why. Why? Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So you better be good for goodness sake. Better be good for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better He sees you, doesn't he? Are you ready? Get ready. He sees you when you're sleeping. What does he do? He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So what? You better be good for goodness sake. You better be good for You may be seated for this video to get a center back in. Once again, welcome. You guys are part of something very historic. This is our first Christmas Eve service in our own building. We're excited about that. 
And so, welcome, welcome, welcome. As I mentioned on Sunday, I found out that it's been 47 degrees over in the gym, so you're glad that you're here today. I know that. Um, welcome again, and at this point, we're going to focus and we're going to connect and, and to God. And one of the ways we do that, we have some very talented people as far as musicians and people who do decorate and do other kinds of things, but we've also been blessed with some young people who can dance, and we're going to start off our service today with a dance.
Okay, several years ago, when we were in the gym, I believe it was our first Christmas Eve service ever, um, I had the kids up in front, like we're going to do later on tonight, um, and later on in this service, and there was one guy who was a young kid, it happened to be Wayne's son, Garrett, and I had asked him what they wanted for Christmas, and he said he hoped that God would bless us with a new church building. So I figured out what a better way to start off a first service than have Garrett, who prayed for that, to lead us in our opening prayer. Garrett? There you go, Garrett, right here. <laughs> All right. Please let us join with the Lord in prayer. Lord God, on this Christmas Eve, we are reminded of all the things that you have done for us, especially in the great gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. We are grateful, Jesus, that you have answered our prayers as we celebrate your birth in our own church building for the first time as Haven Church. May your presence fill this room this evening as strong as it did in a stable in Bethlehem so long ago. Help us, Lord God, to be the faithful, loving, giving, and forgiving people you would have us be. In the name of your Son, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. Amen. stand. So if you guys have been in church in the last month or so, then you heard Jack's sermon on It's a Wonderful Life. And this song is just part of that movie and part of the reason why we're all here. It, it is a wonderful life. It is. You know, and if you think about, you know, who you affect in your life and what they'd be like, like without you affecting their life, then, you know, I think about that. And I think about it. it's amazing, you know, all the things and turns up that I've that I've uncovered in my life and, and uh, the, the blessings I've always had. You know, I got a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, and I got great friends and family in the church, and it's just an awesome thing, you know. So you never know who, you, who you're going to affect and just be a blessing.
said the little lamb to the shepherd boy do you hear what i hear ringing through the sky shepherd boy do you hear what i hear a song a song high above the tree with a voice as big as a sea with a voice as big as a and the who and one thing. How awesome of a, a worship service is this? I'm loving it. But we're here for the Lord, isn't that right? I'm sorry, I'm having fun. Okay. Stand. You guys can stand over here. For only in Christ do we find the hope, love, joy, and peace we have come to know this season. And now we come to the last candle, the Christmas Eve candle in the center of the wreath. Before us now is a glowing ring of five brilliant candles lighting the way for all to Bethlehem's Christmas gift, the promised Messiah. 
Listen to his words in John 8. Then Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have light of life. Who needs this light of life this Christmas? A neighbor, a relative, a shut-in? A person who doesn't need any help and seems nasty to everyone, happy to miss the true meaning of one more Christmas? Look around your life. Take stock of your relationships. There are hurting people stumbling in the darkness, completely dead to the light of life that Jesus speaks of in the verse from John 8. The Christ candle reminds us to see that even if we focused on the right things in our life, we must also include others, and specifically those who do not know Jesus as the light in their lives. If we do not think of them, then we've missed Jesus' point of in coming. The fifth candle is a cold flame. Ultimately, the Christ candle shows us that Christmas is not about us. It has never been about you or me. It is about Jesus and his love for all those around us. It is, not a, it is about a grateful life lived to shine his salvation of hope to those in your life who do not get Christmas. Mm-hmm. Who needs you this Christmas to light up their life with his hope? Love, joy, and peace. Pray that, Je- that Jesus shows you who needs to know him, everyone around you. The mailman, the clerk, the waitress, the widowed neighbor, the distant relative, or the person that at the coffee machine the fellow student in your math class all need to know Jesus is here and loves you. <laughs> that person too, Jacob. Yeah. That person. Yeah. Be that miracle to them. Be the Christ candle that glows. Christ to a cold and dead world. Make a difference. Care for them. Serve them, give them Jesus. We pray you take this seriously and celebrate his birth uh, differently this year by reaching out in some practical ways to love, serve, and serve the people who are needing and ready to need Christ in your life this year. Make a difference in someone's year, but also make a difference in someone's eternity this Christmas time. And we all say, that's, That's what, what the Christ, the Christ candle, candle is about. all about. That's what it's about. Okay. All right, thank you. <laughs> Please stand one more time. All right, you guys sing along with us.
Every story has a beginning, a premise. Good stories have an interesting setting and captivating characters. Great stories have an engaging plot and excellent stories draw us into their content. The context of the story of Christmas is a desire for hope and deliverance by a group of people. A group of people who have been waiting very long for promises to be fulfilled. The, Chris the Christmas story begins with a young girl, perhaps 14 to 16 years old, Yet, as important as this young girl is, she's not the main character of this story. The Bible tells us that in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to his son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel asked, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who has said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your, words to, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And so the story begins. We meet Mary and discover the important role she will play. She, will be, she has been picked to step into the middle of the centuries-old promise. Would you have responded as willingly in response to God? Mary knew what was about to happen was important, but she did not know how important it will be.
I guess they're used to standing back here in the back. I forget that I have to move up every once in a while. I like to hide. Every story has a context, and every story has a crisis. The crisis in the Christmas story first comes in the form of a man named Joseph, the one Mary was engaged to but had not yet married. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25 says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant with, through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. 
But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and gave him the name. he gave him the name Jesus. Joseph had questions. What was happening didn't make sense. Perhaps some of you can relate to Joseph in that way. Joseph could have chosen to dismiss his role in the story and not believe all that he had been told. He could have chosen to ignore the mystery and wonder unfolding around him. But Joseph chose to believe. Joseph chose to jump into the middle of the promise being fulfilled and take his place alongside Mary. Would you have chosen to believe what God was doing? Because of this, Joseph was there for the birth of Emmanuel in a little town called Bethlehem. Joseph was one of the first ones that began to truly wonder, what is this child? Jesus. What child is this Jesus? What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch our King. Bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. 
If a story builds, but we never see the climax, we feel cheated. For the group of people who had been waiting centuries for God's promises to be fulfilled, many wondered if it would ever happen. Others no longer gave it much thought. Most were unaware of what was happening around them. But there are some who got to experience the most amazing event ever. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quinarus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their town, own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there were no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those who whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. At first glance, perhaps the birth of, baby, of a baby doesn't seem that climactic. But this wasn't just any baby. This was the long-awaited Messiah, the one who would bring hope, joy, peace, and deliverance to the people, the one called Emmanuel. Which, mean, which means God is with us. The one named Jesus, because he would save the people from their sins. When God put on skin and was born as a baby, there were angels singing and shepherds rejoicing. Many people were amazed at what was happening. Are you amazed at what God did? Are you able to celebrate and sing as the angels did? Glory to God in the highest. This normal mundane evening for this shepherd became a tremendous holy night, not only for them, but for the entire world.
We mentioned earlier that an excellent story is one that draws us into its context. But if a story fails to engage us, is it that good? If we are able to walk away from the characters, plot, and outcome without so much as a second thought, has it touched our heart? For each person who has encountered the birth of Jesus, something happened to them. And for the last group of people in our story tonight, their encounter moved them to action. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked them, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and has come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For out of you will come a ruler who, is, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his, with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. These men of wisdom and wealth were students of information, signs, knowledge, and truth. But they didn't restrict their quest for truth to books and charts. They sought out the person of truth with all that was in them. They were compelled to give of their time the resources because of the power of the story unfolding before them. And when they found what they were seeking, they gave precious gifts. The wise men's gifts to the baby were response to what they knew him to be, the child born to save all people. They desired to respond to him with gratitude and humility. It was a fitting response. It's our response. As we seek out and find the baby born as a savior and king, let us follow the example of the wise men and offer what we have in gratitude and humility as well. Okay, at this time we have an opportunity to uh, be just like the wise men. I look at the person next to you and say, are you a wise guy? Um, and we get, a, we get an opportunity to do that right now. Um, one of the cool things about Haven is this church is only, um, I believe this is its fifth Christmas Eve service, and it's just been awesome to see how God has grown that. And when we came, when we took a step, we took a step of faith to get into this building because we believed it was God's right timing. And so um, we also believe that it's right to do ministries and to do missions. That's one of been, been one of the things that we help those who are less fortunate in our church. And if you're interested in some of those ministries, we're, we serve uh, the Paris Foundation monthly. We go ahead and we're going to be doing an overnight with the rotating shelter. Um, it's one of the things that we believe that we should do. It's, it's part of, not part of, uh, so we can pat ourselves on the back, part of who we believe in the same nature as the wise men gave. So as our ushers are getting ready, we want to give you an opportunity at this last time of year to give as the wise men gave. They gave precious gifts. They gave something that cost them something. It took them a two-year journey. Now, I don't know about you, but finding some Christmas presents, it felt like it was a two-year journey to find out for some people. Um, others, it was like about a five-second journey. And I think sometimes we just kind of like, let's go ahead and get something
something really quickly for, for somebody. And I think sometimes we think that way with Jesus. So this is an off, uh, a time for you to help further the ministry of Christ here and around at Haven Community Church and around the world as we affect those uh, missions. Andy's going to bring the lights up a little bit. And one of the other things, um, I got to tell you, one of the things that I was so blessed is that God brought our worship leader, Wayne Begg, in my life um, in a grocery store many years ago. And um, Wayne is so talented and helps keep us on track and lead us as all these um, people are on this praise team. So we're going to give Wayne an opportunity to just share a little bit on the piano during this time. Let's give to God and ask that he blesses. kidding me he's back here going he's going oh yeah i gotta improvise something so he whipped out trans-siberian orchestra really <laughs> that's, that's your improvisation of, uh, 
an improv of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's pretty good, huh? I told you we're blessed, so. All right, great job. And Tommy got sucked in at the last second. Way to go, Tommy. All right. Okay, real quick, I, I, what I want to do is I want to have some kids down here. So if you bring up some lights, some kids right here. I need to ask you, I need some help. Come on right here. Come on, come on, come on. Got to get you home quick. I know Santa's coming, right? Come on up. All right. Jill's money. Come here, come here. Here we go. Here we go. How are you guys? Anybody else? Oh, come on up. Good. Good. You're good? Who's good? Me. Yeah, why are you good? Well, right, tell me. Tell me why you're good. I know it's... Well, that's cool. That's a cool. Birthday party in, a birthday party in heaven. A birthday party in heaven. How many of you like birthday parties? <laughs> what, what, what happens at birthday parties? Here, what happens at birthday parties? Um, I've got a very, I've, I've got a Batman. You got a Batman? Yeah. Oh, you, oh, that's cool. What happens? Uh, I forget. You forget what happens at a birthday? Oh, wow. Any, who, what else happens at a birthday party? Here we go. Let's go here. You celebrate the day of their birth. Celebrate the day of their birth. Let's go, let's go for another one right here. What else? A piñata. A piñata? <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Right? What else? Here we go. Right here. What happens? You eat cake. You eat cake. Wow. How many like cake? I like cake. What kind of cake do you think Jesus has? Probably an angel food cake, right? <laughs> Not a devil's food, right? What else, what else happens? Do you remember? He has what? What? I'm afraid to ask you. He has his own self. His own self? Okay, what else? What else happens at a birthday? What, what other things are found at a birthday? Go ahead, right here. What? Can I think? You can think a little more. What, happen, what else are things are at a birthday? Gosh, you guys are going to have easy birthday parties. Here we go. Presents. 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 How many like presents? How many of you are going to get presents? How many of you get presents at your birthday? How many of you give presents to people at other birthdays? How many get somebody else's presents on their birthday? You do? Whose birthday? That, that, say you went to Rachel's birthday party and you got all her presents. Would that be fun? No. Not for Rachel. What else is on a birthday? Yeah, okay, well, last time. Okay, let's go here. Food. Food, lots of food. I mean, like food. Good. What else? Friends. Friends. Friends are at food. What else? There's something that you have to blow out. Is it a gift? Is it, um, what is it? Is it a shoe? No. What, what, what is it? What? Candle. Candles. What do you do? At, what does everybody sing? Is it kind of like this? And it goes, and you go, what do you sing? All right, good. So, so you know what's really interesting? In a little while, we're going to pull out these candles like this. See this? Look. So why do you think we're pulling out candles? Why do you think we're pulling out candles? Go ahead, Rachel. Oh, let me go right here. Why, why are we? So we, I don't know. 
You don't know? Okay. So we can blow out the candles for Jesus' birthday. So we can blow out the candles for Jesus' birthday? Same thing. Same thing? What else? Let's go here. Come on. Right, wait, hold on. You two knock it off. Remember that naughty nice list? Which one do you think you two are on? Daddy. No, yeah, daddy's list. You got that right. You blow out candles from birthday cake. Oh, candles from birthday cake. Oh, Les? She doesn't know what you're talking about. Okay, all right. Now, look. Hold on, wait. Yeah, here. Now, listen. The Bible says that Jesus, and Jesus told us that he's the light of the world. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get Mr. Andy to turn off all the lights he can. Ready? I'm going to turn off. Don't get scared. I'm right here. All right? Here we go. Are you ready? Now, I want to show you something. See how dark it is? Now, watch this. Ready? Watch. Are you ready? Are you ready? Look at that. Now watch. I'm going to say dark. Get real dark and put it out. How come it's not going out? How come, look, everywhere I go, look, no matter, is it really dark by you? Look, it's really dark here by your dress. Look, look, and it lights it up. How does that do that? But how does that do that? How does that light do that? That's true. It is a fake candle. Somebody's got to do something with that kid, okay? (laughs) Why do you think? You, you know, the Bible tells us, has, have you ever been really scared in the dark? Have you ever been really scared? You can bring up the lights a little bit, Mr. Andy. Have you, has, how many been scared when it's dark? Really dark. Like you can almost feel that it's really, really dark. And you get the light on, you go, oh, wow, that's great. And then what happens? You get that light on and, and there's, it's, it's bright and it's light. You know what? That's how Jesus is to us. That when we're scared and when we're afraid and when there's times in our lives that we don't have anything, they say he's like that candle that lights everything up and makes it good. What, what do you want, kid? All right. I was going to say, how would you find the light switch? How would you find the light switch? Let me ask you that. That's, a, that's actually a pretty good question. Um, how would you find the light switch in the dark? How do you have to do that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, okay, but in the, in the regular light, if it's dark in here, I've been in here where it's really dark when, before Mr. Andy told me how to turn on the lights, and I walked around like this. I walked around in here, walked around, ran into some stuff, and guess what? That's kind of how we, we have life, and God recognized that we were living that way, that we just didn't have any direction. We were just like, put your hands over your eyes like this. If I ask you to walk back to your parents, could you do it like this? How many of you would fall? No, no, don't. You can stop where you are. <laughs> how, many of you, how, how many of you would fall, you think, or run into something? And that's kind of what we do. So here we go. I want you to help me. We're gonna, we did it once, but we did it really bad. I want you to help me sing happy birthday and help them who've had lots of birthdays sing happy birthday, okay? Let go. Judah, you're going to be on the naughty list. There we go. All right, you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Very good. Now listen. Listen, here's what we're going to do. You guys are, I tell you, your parents are going to have so much problem getting you to sleep tonight, and you're going to be good, right? Yes. We're going to be good. Now, I want you to think, before, here's what I want you to do me a favor. I want you guys, when you wake up in the morning, I want the first thing you to do is tell Jesus happy birthday. Before you open any present, before you look at anything, I want you to remember it's his birthday. And because he came 
that God loves us. Good. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. He's so shy. Um, So in a second, we're all going to get these candles, and we're going to go ahead and and we're going to sing a song called Silent Night. Have you ever heard of it? Okay. Well, I want you guys to walk back. I want you to go back real nice and go back. No, you're done. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Let's welcome them back, and good luck, parents, tonight. Have fun. Okay. Hold on. Go on back. It's okay. Go on back. You okay? You ready? You're going to have ushers come around. This is a little different, I know, but to protect you and, and others and everything else, you'll just, they'll just turn them a little bit in the light and they'll flicker. Um, and so we're going to ask you to stand after you receive all these. And um, the lights will be out and we're going to go ahead and sing Silent Night. Um, when they're ready to lead us, we'll wait until everybody gets their candles. Put them down, yeah.
I always love this time of year because everybody lift your uh, candles up very high. Just take a look around. I always want to sing that Pepsi, I mean the Coca-Cola commercial, right? Sorry. You know? And nobody understands what a great marketing thing that was, you know, because the world of Coke and Cuban, you know? And yeah, I know you guys, we could break into that one now. And we'll tell your age with it too. But you know, one of the cool things about that is it was, it was just about, it was about the world and harmony and together. And that's what Jesus came to do. You're not going to get that from a Coke. You're going to get fat from that. Okay. Um, and get diabetes and all kinds of other stuff. Right. But, but you know what? This is about what Jesus came to do to, to put one little light into the world that changed the world in Bethlehem so long ago, changed it forever and ever. Uh, throughout our years, I think sometimes we go, we go like this with our light that we'll leave here and we'll feel really good and then it'll kind of start fl- flickering a little in and out and then sometimes in the year, it'll go right like this and we'll have some darkness that enters our lives and we'll, just, we'll, let it, we'll let it just not shine anymore and then we're left in the dark kind of by ourselves while other people have it and then they start going out and start going out and start going out. I want you know, if we start letting these lights out, this place is completely dark if we shut these things off too. And I believe that's one of the things I've learned in my 42 years. I know you're shocked I'm 42. I look much younger. <laughs> but more importantly, that's one of the things I've learned is, is that it, Christmas is not about a day. It's about a lifetime that leads to a cross. At the 830 service today, we're going to go ahead and talk about, we're going to have communion, but we're going to talk about God with us and us with God. And that's what we're going to talk about. So please come back for that. We've got one more song to lead us out here today. I'm going to ask the girls to come up that are going to be singing with us. If you'll go ahead and extinguish these. And as you leave, I know these are really cool and you love to keep them, but we may have somebody tackle you. Um, and so pl- please go ahead and, and we'll be collecting them at the end of the service at the doors. And so let's sing the song, which is very fitting. Uh, Peace on earth. I heard the bells. My angels ready? One more angel? Angel, where are you? We are the world. Oh, there she is. Oh, there she is. All the angels are complete. All right. If you guys know the song, the easy part is peace on earth. So you guys sing along with my angels.
the bells on Christmas Day.
May you go forth and have an awesome Christmas. And may you recognize the Christ child who was born in Bethlehem is alive today. And everybody said amen. Merry Christmas. If I can have your attention, please. I was trying to get your attention earlier. Have a seat for a second, please. This is the time of year that families come together and we celebrate that. I know that I'm thrilled that all of my family's here, all three kids and seven grandkids. But we want to talk to about our Parsonage family and we uh, would like to also talk about Jeannie Logan. We are very blessed here at this church to have uh, leadership as far as our youth goes and our children with Jeannie. And she gives 110% all the time. And Jeannie, can you come up here for a minute, please, quickly? When we build the new church, we're going to have big aisles because every Sunday morning, I can't come down the aisle because the children are going up and it's like going against the current with the fish swimming the other way. Jeannie, we want to let you know all year long that we do appreciate you, but we have a little gift for you this year for Christmas. And thank you for all you do with our little ones all the way up to the uh, college age kids. Thank you. And if I can have the Parsonage family, I don't know why we call it a Parsonage. It's their home. It's not ours. But uh, no, you can. Melissa was here a minute ago. (laughs) She looks like she's been chasing a child. And we can guess which one. (laughs) Jack and Melissa, we love you. We love the leadership that you give here. We love the example that you set for us, and we just want to give you a small token of our appreciation. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Now you may leave. Now, go. Get out of here. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>